0: VegCast. cast is 18. VegCast. Old enough to vote and to drink and to eat Thanksgiving dinner. VegCast. A full menu from first to last. Veg yes it is Thanksgiving time again and as you'll recall last year we did two separate shows for Thanksgiving Uh, one with Karen Davis about the treatment of turkeys and one with Carol Adams about the experience of Thanksgiving for uh, vegetarians and vegans and I refer you to those for uh, both practical tips and a uh, a look at the uh, poultry industry but This year, uh, we're kind of zagging as the rest of the country is zigging, and we're going to be talking with Dr. Michael Greger about his new book, uh, officially published today, called Bird Flu, A Virus of Our Own Hatching. Uh, And, of course, bird flu is not very much in the headlines these days as it was a year or two ago, but it continues on a pace, and it is something we need to pay attention to and learn about as it... Uh, has the potential to affect all of us, whether or not we plan to have a bird on our table this Thanksgiving or not. And we'll also, of course, as always, have some music for you and have a science fact. So keep it right here. Keep it right here on VegCast. So whatever your Thanksgiving plans are, I hope you enjoy this VegCast. We'll get right to that interview, but I just wanted to uh, point out a couple of uh, headlines or citations from newspapers that uh, appeared approximately the same day. Uh, This was earlier this week. Uh, In McClatchy newspapers, an article headlined, Veggie Thanksgiving Isn't Easy. And uh, meanwhile, in USA Today, uh, we have Thanksgiving is kind of like the final exam at Le Cordon Bleu. These turkeys, that is, are not easy things to cook. It doesn't get any harder. So apparently uh, Thanksgiving is just a tough, tough holiday. It's hard work. Uh, whether you're vegetarian or not. So if you're worried about the hardship of going vegetarian, especially at this critical time, then uh, you should know that it doesn't matter because you're going to have a tough time whether you're vegetarian or not. So think about that. And we're going to turn now to Dr. Michael Greger, uh, an American treasure. I cannot say enough good things about Dr. Greger, who has uh, written on... Uh, various topics, and uh, donates the proceeds of his books and speaking tours to charity, and also uh, cracks me up whenever we're uh, together. But uh, this is on a more serious topic, bird flu, and uh, this book is from Lantern Books, Bird Flu, A Virus of Our Own Hatching, and let's get right to it without any more preamble. So we're here now uh, with Dr. Michael Greger on the phone. Uh, Dr. Greger, welcome back to VegCast. Good to be here. Thanks for uh, agreeing to take this time. I understand you're carving time out for this interview when you have to get up at 5 a.m. tomorrow to head off on your book tour for Bird Flu, A Virus of Our Own Hatching. Is that right?
1: A continuation of the book tour started in mid-October, going to mid-December, yes, indeed.
0: But if I'm correct, the the day that we are recording this, the book has just officially been published. So you were out already flogging the book uh, before before it was even published. Is that right?
1: But now everyone can get it. Yes, indeed.
0: Okay. That's great.
1: Teasing the audiences until now.
0: You've been teasing them. Well, uh, you're definitely good at that, and you're also good at uh, taking a sometimes complex topic and rendering it, why, even more complex. No, wait, let me start that again. (laughs) Rendering it in a way that uh, is readable and accessible, and you've done that here with bird flu, which is a a kind of a uh, terrifying phenomenon uh, when we look at the the prospects of it. Um, For anyone who's not up on this or who was up on it uh, like a year or two ago when it was big news and has forgotten all about it, can you just give a very brief uh, summary of what uh, the current uh, worry is like today about uh, bird flu? In uh Well, actually,
1: the worry today is much uh, similar to what the worry was a year or two ago. In 1997, a strain of avian influenza emerged from Hong Kong and since spread around half the world, killing hundreds of millions of birds only really a handful of people. The concern, though, is that this virus will mutate into a form transmissible person to person, thereby triggering a pandemic of disease, a human pandemic of disease. Currently, the virus has officially killed over half of its human victims. If it retains any shred of that mortality and triggers a pandemic and infects literally billions of people, the results could be truly devastating.
0: But I, I would imagine most people nowadays uh, who pay attention to uh, things that show up on the very top of uh, CNN or on their nightly news, and then uh, forget about them the next day, might think, "Oh, bird flu. Yeah, I remember that thing. It was a good thing that that never really, that really never really caught hold or whatever." Um, but is bird flu is? The, uh, the virus actually marching on?
1: Um, I mean, it continues to simmer. I think uh, the media has kind of exhausted the angles on this and kind mm-hmm. of left, it, left us with this. Um, you know, another pandemic is inevitable, but we don't know when, we don't know how bad. That's a, kind of a difficult, uh, difficult drumbeat to keep coming up. Um, this month, there was um, there's, there's a new strain of H5N1, the so-called Fujian strain, um, which was announced in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, which which uh, seems to have kind of uh, undermined attempts to vaccinate against this bug in the chicken populations of Southeast Asia, thereby heralding additional future potential waves of this virus in bird populations. So basically what it's just saying is we are unable to get rid of this virus. We do not think it will eradicatable because it has infected wild bird populations, aquatic migratory bird populations, which could potentially fly this virus to every continent in the world. And so it's not going away, and birds, more birds continue to be infected, more people continue to be infected and die, but uh, it has yet to make that critical mutation to allow it to spread human to human, and it may never. But given the fact that this has happened before, that a pandemic of influenza back in 1918 triggered by a bird flu-like virus went on to kill 50 to 100 million people around the globe. So this is not like, you know, Y2K or some of these other scares. I mean, bird flu has a track record of of triggering the worst plague in human history, and there's a concern it could happen again. Okay.
0: Okay. Let me ask, just uh, you are uh, certainly known for uh, having taken on the Atkins uh, Corporation, writing the book Carbophobia, which uh, maybe coincidentally came out a few months uh, before uh, Atkins Corporation declared bankruptcy. Um, And I'm wondering, I mean, in that case, there was an obvious uh, angle in that Atkins uh, the Atkins diet uh, was certainly being adopted, even if it was not originally conceived or promoted that way, as being adopted as a, an eat-all-the-meat-you-want diet. And, uh, the, well, that was the way a lot of people were selling it. So I'm, I'm wondering, what was it about bird flu that made you say, i got to write a book about this? Was it strictly a, a fact that you could, you knew that you would be able to get the facts together in such a way to protect human health, or was it that the solution that uh, you, you offer in it uh, has to do with uh, dismantling the, the large-scale uh, poultry industry?
1: Well, I mean, it's, I mean, the same reason I wrote Carbophobia is the same reason I wrote Bird Flu. And that is, you know, when the, when the low-carb craze hit America and uh, 4 million Americans were said to have been on the Atkins diet, at a time, and there was, you know, this widespread so-called carbophobia. I mean, it was everywhere, and it was so saturated, yet there were, and and the the medical authorities at the time were denouncing the diet. The American Dietetic Association, the world's largest association of nutrition professionals, called it a nightmare of a diet. The AMA condemned it, the American Heart Association, the American Cancer Institute. Every health authority on the planet condemned this diet, yet it wasn't, and so the science was there. In fact, we had a century of science because these low carb diets started in the 1800s. And so we had a century of science condemning this diet as unscientific, um, ineffective, and potentially downright dangerous. We had all the leading uh, public health authorities on our side, yet, that, uh, America was, was, the message was not getting through to the population. And I kept, you know, and the low-carb craze kept going on and on, and I kept saying, God, someone's got to write a book. I mean, someone's just got to bridge that gap between what we know in the science and and the and the misconceptions in the American public that just wasn't happening, wasn't happening. And I finally, I mean, there were a few good articles, there were a few good websites, but no one really put it together. So I essentially locked myself in the basement of Harvard's, Uh, Harvard School of Medicine's uh, Countway Library, one of the best medical libraries in the world, and basically went through every study that had ever looked at this question, compiled it into a hopefully entertaining, readable book, and there it was. Uh, And yes, indeed, five months later, Atkins Corporation declares bankruptcy, Mm -hmm. um, which, um, good for me since they had threatened to sue me for slandering Dr. Atkins name <laughs> while he was at the same time endangering the lives of millions of people. Right. So and I, I, the same thing with bird flu. So here comes bird flu. No one's talking about where this virus came from in the first place. They are treating a potential H5N1 pandemic as if it were a natural disaster, hurricane, earthquake, over which we couldn't possibly have control, whereas the reality is that the next pandemic may be more of an Unnatural disaster of our own making, but no one asked the question. You know when you know when most of us were born, there was no such thing as AIDS. Then all of a sudden, twenty million people are dead, and and and, and again, no one was asking questions. Well, wait a second, where does this virus come from? Where do emerging diseases emerge from? And so I, I, I really needed to look at this question. as you know, over the last thirty years, there's been over thirty. Um, newly emerging or re-emerging diseases, unprecedented in human history. Where are all these diseases coming from? And now we have a, a potential bird flu threat, which could trigger one of the worst medical catastrophes in human history. No one was asking the fundamental questions, um, and so and I would, and I kept looking for it, and I kept you know searching around, and no one had really pulled it together. And again, the research was there, the science was there. But it just didn't seem to be bridging over. It didn't seem to be kind of getting into the public consciousness and not getting into the kind of, you know, the policy makers, not getting into the policy arena. And people kept blaming, you know, uh, you know, outdoor flocks and backyard birds. People have been keeping right. chickens in their backyards for, for, for thousands of years. The question, why now? Why was this happening now at an unprecedented scale, at an unprecedented rate, that's the question I went to answer with the book. And I'm very, very excited to uh, see it finally come to fruition. It's published today, Dutton Bookstores, and available free, full text, the entire book, online at org. Yeah,
0: I have to say, uh, I was uh, uh, giving you some grief about this before we started recording, but uh, the, the site is really... Uh, I mean, your decision to release the book online and allow people to read it without buying it, that's, that may be questionable. But the way that it's presented is just, uh, it really is state-of-the-art in terms of having the, uh, you know, every footnote is right there. You, you click and you go right to the citation, and it's all uh, arranged in a very easy, reasonable uh, kind of bite-sized bits.
1: That was okay. the work. Of uh, Lantern Media, Lantern is a publishing company, and they put their web folks to work.
0: Yeah, they did a great job.
1: Did a phenomenal, phenomenal job.
0: And so now you're going to be going out uh, from city to city and uh, talking about this uh, for, what, the next year? I was looking at your speaking schedule to see if you were coming to Philadelphia. Couldn't find that, but you do seem to be a lot of places over, like, a whole the next 10 months or something.
1: Well, um, intensively until uh, mid December, and then I'm still kind of reevaluating what I'm going to do for 2007. I would like to. I am planning on coming up to uh, Philadelphia. I um, primarily to speak to the veterinary students at University of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they couldn't fit it in this semester, so I moved the the, the, the Philadelphia trip to, to 2007. Um, and it's still tentative in terms of the date. So, um, okay. but uh, all my speaking dates are on that site, uh, birdflubook.org, and and uh, every week I kind of add new dates, and so people should kind of keep a lookout on there, um, to see if I'm coming to um, to a city near them.
0: Okay. And uh, we're we're just about out of time here, but uh, this is it a coincidence that this book about bird flu is coming out one week before Thanksgiving?
1: We actually. Um, that's that was kind of a critical decision, and when I mean, the problem was, there was the ele- elections. We didn't want it this close, actually, right. Thanksgiving, but the elections really pushed it back, um, and so we didn't want. And then we're, we're hitting the holidays, and obviously wanted to get the book out before then. But um, so it wasn't a conscious decision to have it near Thanksgiving, but that was kind of our only our only opportunity. But certainly, as people put birds on their um, on their dinner table, I mean, they should think: Where did this bird come from? How was this bird raised? And as we learn more about these diseases, we realize that how we treat animals can have global public health implications. And we need to ask ourselves: Is it worth risking the lives of millions of people for the sake of cheap chicken? For the sake of cheap
0: turkey? Okay. Well, if I can just uh, end on an upbeat note, what uh, do you have uh, particular plans for your Thanksgiving and what you're going to be eating? I don't know if you even know where you're going to be, but uh, do you have, if you could share with VegCast listeners what your uh, preferred Thanksgiving meal is?
1: I am going to be at Food Swings in Brooklyn, New York for their Thanksgiving feast. Great. A wonderful vegan restaurant in Brooklyn, New
0: York. Okay, well, well, we'll look that up and put that in the show notes, too. All right, well, I wish you all the best. And, uh, Dr. Michael Greger, thank you for everything that uh, you do. And, of course, thank you for being with us here on VegCast.
1: And thank you, Veg.
0: VegCast. Okay, now a little spot of vegetarian music, as is our want here on VegCast. This is a selection from last VegCast's interview guest. That was David Cantor, and he returns now to VegCast guitar in hand as a musician and songwriter. And this is his song entitled When I Was Young. When I was young
2: I used to eat Beings Who walked on the earth Who swam In the sea Now I think twice I don't think it's right To take another Creature To put out the light Treat it like pounds Of flesh every day They never know a decent life Dreaming of escape from human darkness Trucked off to face the knife When I was young I used to wear the skin That some of our kin Walked around in Now I feel the loss And I know the cost It's not their fault How the coin was tossed Cutting their throats for silver and gold Looks just like a crime Sell me their skin in the shape of a wallet that don't make it mine. When I was young, it was fine with me if animals who feel were property. Now I think twice I think they have rights How long will it take Till the bosses see the light? Teaching kids to take fish out of water What a sorry sight People lost away from very early days But that don't make it right when i was young i used to eat beings who walked on the earth who swam in the sea now i think twice i don't think it's right to take another creature to put out the light to take another creature
0: To put out the
2: light.
0: Gotta love that chord change up at the end. That's David Cantor with When I Was Young. And I would like to remind everybody we do uh, try to get different musical acts uh, of people who are vegetarian. uh, And the songs don't have to be as vegetarian-oriented as that. But uh, we try to spotlight musicians, artists who are vegetarian. Uh, And if you have something you would like to hear on VegCast, drop me a line at vance at vegcast.com. We try to put some music in every show. And I do have a big back catalog of my own band, Green Beings. And I'm not afraid to use it, as you know. But uh, I also like to spread it around and hear from other people out there. Uh, And right now, it's time to turn to Science For this Thanksgiving edition of the VegCast, we have a science fact pertaining to poultry. And this is news from the United States Department of Agriculture. The headline, Salmonella Strain Turning Up More in Chicken. Dangerous germs increasingly found in broiler chickens and eggs. It's a report from the Associated Press, and it says a type of salmonella Found in eggs is turning up more often in chicken meat and needs to be reduced, according to the Agriculture Department. From 2000 through 2005, there was a four fold increase in positive test results for salmonella enteriditis on chicken carcasses. It goes on to mention that salmonella sickens at least 40,000 people and kills about 600 every year in the United States. And uh, also, in addition to the data point about the fourfold increase of positive tests, it also said the proportion of plants with positive tests for salmonella increased threefold during that time 2000 to 2005. And the number of states with positive tests for salmonella enteriditis rose from 14 to 24. They're trying to put a positive spin on this. Of course, after they collected all this data, they're now saying, yeah, oh, well, we changed everything around completely, so everything's fine. Uh, Although, I remember a big uh, push right around 2000, 2001, where they were going to be uh, changing a bunch of procedures to uh, decrease foodborne illness. And the moral is, the more they change things, the more they continue to make people sick. So... There's always that chance for salmonella with chicken, with the turkey. You also have to worry about listeria. But please, please, don't worry this Thanksgiving. Just sit back, relax, and soak up the edutainment of the science fact. Okay, that's going to just about do it for this 18th VegCast, and we'll be back with you in December. I am going to try to get two in there, two VegCasts, for the month of December before the end of the year. Uh, And one of the things I want to do is talk to Charles Stoller, a vegetarian resource group. They just did another survey of uh, vegetarians in America, the numbers, the demographics, and so forth. I think that may be worth talking about. We'll have other goodies to talk about uh, vis-a-vis the holiday season. And I hope you enjoy this holiday. Hope uh, there wasn't too much doom and gloom about the eating of birds. But, of course, it is doom and gloom for the birds, so... everybody out there that is doing their part to minimize that and uh, I don't know maybe you have some interesting talking points for Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> no please do not use these points at Thanksgiving dinner that's a proven uh, no-win situation. Uh, but you know afterwards when people are sitting around watching the football games you start working it in uh, in between the plays and that's fine anyway, I'll be uh, looking forward to seeing you all around here next time at VegCast. And until that point, please get out there and live like you mean it. VegCast!